guess what y'all we are black in the garden hey hey what's up and thank you so much once again and forever and ever again for joining me on this journey look the roots are developing they're developing into this strong foundation we're gaining momentum we're using the hashtags on the instagrams we're using the Black in the Garden hashtag, the Soil Sister hashtag, which is actually its own movement and it's really dope. So I encourage you to check it out. Also, hashtag Botanical Brothers, you know how we spell it, B-R-O-T-H-A-S. And, um, you know, I love me some Monstera Boo. That's also the hashtag that you can use any day of the week, but, you know, we go out for Monsteras on Monday. That's just that's just what we do. So keep that going. We love it. We love it, love it, love it. Black in the Garden family, before I just completely hit the gas and take off on this thing, let me let you know that I'm cold to be talking and I appreciate you so much for joining me. I be hype, y'all. Like, you can probably tell. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. We need that energy. But I'm hyped to be here, you know, in this vast landscape that we find ourselves in. Well, more specifically, we do find ourselves at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture because that is what we're here to do. And um, the landscape is just, it's vast. It is diverse. There are things that we will be getting into we're just cracking this thing open. So it's okay. It's cool for us to just take our time and get into the whole deliciousness, the whole vibrancy. That's the word I'm looking for. The the vibrancy. Um, looking for that word, assuming that it is a word, but for all intents and purposes, it shall be right now. You know, I have been looking forward to getting this episode out to you. I have been thinking about this since over the summer when I saw the movie Baby Boy. I'll get right to it. Let's just get to it. I saw the movie Baby Boy and I recognized, I was like, yo, his mama is black as hell out here in the garden. And that scene was actually not just the scene, but just the setting there. Um, That wasn't something that was completely tucked away. If you really pay attention and if you are familiar with the movie, which I mean, BET went on a mission at some point, probably still up until this point to make sure that everybody who tunes into that network has seen it. So spoiler alerts, I guess it was 2001 y'all. Yes. 2001 blackly acclaimed and critically acclaimed. Also uh, review from Jonathan Rosenbaum reads, the characters are so full-bodied and the feeling so raw and complex that I call this the best thing John Singleton has done to date. I scrolled over to Rotten Tomatoes to bring you that just to let you know. People's rocking with the movie, but I mean, you don't have to take my word for it. I sat down. <laughs> I sat down with my friend, Nora, and we had a conversation. Now, interestingly enough, it was a bi-coastal conversation. So when I say I sat down with her, I wasn't right next to her. There were several thousand miles 
between us. But thanks to this wonderful technology um, that we have, thanks to Anchor, which we're going to get into that in just a moment before we get all the way into it, we were able to have a spirited conversation, uh, Nora and I. Nora is also a gardener, and she does so mostly recreationally. Um, She's just a really dope woman who I am very happy to have had on as our resident black spurt for this episode to get into and unpack the the relevance of Miss Juanita as she was blackly in her garden along with the uh, colorful and, and interesting and very much melanated cast of that film. So let's get right on. Let's get right on down. Ease on down this road. Hey y'all. Hey, soil cousins. I need to have a word with you. This is a public service announcement about voting because we all need to do it. All right. So we know this is a, a election year. All right. There's a, it's a presidential election, but we need to be mindful of a couple specific things. There are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president, all right? So what you need to do is go to Ballot Ready. That's B-A-L-L-O-T-R-E-A-D-Y.org for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. You can see the whole thing. You need to know what's on there so you don't get in the booth looking cray or just being completely uninformed and leaving some parts blank. Leaving it blank, yo. That's just an opportunity for evil to prevail. And the last thing we need is for evil doing that. So from there on the Ballot Ready site, you can compare your candidates based on their stances on issues, biography or endorsements, and then you can save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. We have options. You can even request your absentee ballot or make a plan to vote because we need a plan early on or on election day. This election matters. So make sure that you have a plan to vote so that you can vote informed, y'all. And I want to make sure that you understand that it is, you might be unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. That's really what I'm talking to you about. Like, I, I want you to consider that. We know you probably have already kind of made up your mind about who you want to vote for for president. That's your business. But If you are unfamiliar with some of the more local positions, positions, we recommend hosting a ballot party. All right. We can, we can, you know, make it a little bit fun. Get together with your friends over Zoom. Split up the research. You guys, you know, go through your ballots together so that we can be informed about these local positions that matter so much. They control things like who to prosecute and they're monitoring the quality of our drinking water and even the access to some of the spaces that we want to use for community gardening. You know, there's so many things and changes that have happened with polling places and such as a result of COVID. So we just want to make sure, well, I just want to make sure with this public service announcement that my soil cousins are prepared. Go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed. And I am here talking with Nora, the doula. You want to tell us a little bit about you, Nora? Okay. Well, hello. Um, my name is Nora and I am a doula. 
amongst other things. Um, but yeah, true that. <laughs> um, I'm a sort of in between work at home, out of the home, homeschooling, home birthing doula, and uh, I'm actually uh, embarking on some other things right now. Um, but yeah, I have three children. My oldest daughter's eight. My middle child, um, her she's six, and my youngest is three. They're all girls: Vita, Aja, and Alma. And uh, yeah, I had them all at home. Um, kind of yes, crunchy. <laughs> I, I'm what most well, a lot of people will say crunchy. Uh, and I also love to garden and um kind of following in the footsteps of my elders my great auntie she loved her plants um and now i'm loving my plants and i my favorite one also let me say this my favorite one that i've been growing from the top of a pineapple i grew a pineapple and i'm on my second pineapple right now Second pineapple, Second okay, pineapple. come on, uh, Spongebob. <laughs> right, right, I got his house <laughs> at the crib. <laughs> so, uh, Nora, mm-hmm. Nora, can you tell us a little bit about how you started this pineapple? I have done this myself, um, and full disclosure, girl, I'm going to post a picture. I have a beautiful <laughs> pineapple top. It grew, like, I put it in the soil after it rooted in the water. Mm-hmm. And I use sphagnum moss, but we'll come back to that later. But look, so I got this thing growing so nicely. And then I didn't get to like properly protect it from the frost. And she did. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> yes, because you, Nora, this is the thing that you actually left out of your introduction. You're supposed to tell us where you're growing. What garden zone are you in? Where you at? I am in San Diego. I'm in San Diego, sunny SoCal. And so I think, I think I'm zone 10. I think I'm zone 10. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not really good with all the terminologies. Okay. I'm still learning, but basically, are we all? Yeah, but okay. The problem is you have frost. Um, pineapples aren't supposed to get any frost. They're tropical, you know, um, tropical plants. But what I did with yeah. mine, I cut the top off, I put it in water, let it root really well, and then it, it this was all in my window. We had a really sunny window in the kitchen. And then from there, once it was all rooty and stuff, I put it in some really nice soil. None of that um, miracle Grow stuff. None of that. Um, Uh-oh. Used, yeah, none of some that. feathers. Yeah, y'all can keep that miracle Grow synthetic uh, fertilizer soil that's no no thank you so i used what happened with miracle grow what is the issue well it's a monsanto product and it's synthetic it's synthetic nutrients in there so it's not organic um the soil gets to once the plant uses up all the nutrients in it that's when you'll see your plants kind of starting to die uh because those synthetic they they don't replenish themselves and not to say it's like a little ecosystem and when you have living, mm-hmm. when you have living soil, it's alive, so it's way more beneficial to your plants, things like that. And then you can always add a little good organic fertilizer to it to keep it maintain the soil and things like that. They have all kinds of stuff, girl. Don't get me started, okay? It's like this whole no-till gardening thing. But anyway, 
So um <laughs> we are here for you to tell us these things. This is black in the garden, my love. Please continue. Yes. So I stay away from the um uh, miracle miracle the miracle grows. Um I strictly do E B stone um organic soils. I really like the 420 blend that they have. That's awesome. Mm. I've been using that in my plants. But my pineapple, it I mean it's a it's a regular um I think I use the citrus. Well, I use the citrus fertilizer by E.B. Stone, but I use their soil for um, potting plants, not the soil for the ground. Because there's a difference. You have potting soil and then you have soil that you can put in the dirt. So I use the one for the pot since I was putting my pineapple in the pot. And I put it in a ceramic pot and it's pretty, um, it just kept growing. So it's like huge. It's huge, but um, it takes about two years, okay? So I waited two years for that pineapple. <laughs> I waited about, like, really, just and about two years. Uh-huh. How old did you say your youngest child is? She's three. She's three. Yes, so when she was a baby. Yep, when she was pregnant. She, I mean, when she was pregnant, girl. When I was pregnant <laughs> with her, uh, I, I put that, I started the top of that pineapple when I was probably two months shy of having her. I had her in November and oh maybe I take that back. Okay, maybe I started in like September or October. So like a month or two, one of those. And so I just okay. cut that fruit off back in the spring. Like right before the summer I cut that pineapple off. So this was what I had her look like I feel like I saw a picture. Oh yeah, I had totally have a picture. It was super yellow. Like when I cut it, like you know the grocery store kind. Like even if you buy an organic one, uh, which it is an organic pineapple, I did use it from an organic one, but it looked nothing like the mother. Okay, this this um, oh. pineapple. I mean, it looked like a pineapple, but it was way more yellow. Um, super juicy, like very very juicy. It's I mean like amazing. Um. It was a really nice size. It wasn't small. It was a good. It was a good size, and uh, it tasted delicious. Super juicy, super yellow. Like the ones that I normally get at the store, they're yellow, but they're like more whitish yellow. You know. Yeah. So this was a bright, like a turmeric kind of like in your face, like yes, yellow. Um, a mere goldish, like it was a golden yellow. Very pretty. Okay. Very pretty. Come on, Sherwin and, and delicious. With the paint colors. Right? <laughs> Girl, I love marigolds, one of my favorite. Uh which speaking of which, marigolds are one of the things uh what if I heard about the marigolds? They help keep certain bugs away. I heard they're pretty good at um you should plant them. Tomatoes, companion plants. Yeah, companion planting. So I haven't got there yet, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there together, you know. That is a part of what we're doing on our podcast here where we're all blackly gardening together and sharing the collective wisdom of the village so that we can all collectively enjoy our wonderful juicy tomatoes and grow our marigolds alongside them so that we can keep these pests. Listen, I have episodes to do about pests, including that one time where I burnt down a squash plant because I just saw all them eggs under the leaves and I was like, burn it all down. <laughs> it was a fit of rage. 
<laughs> he said it was necessary it felt great okay well so maybe. there's that but what i said well maybe that was the best thing to do i've heard of remedies for that but all right <laughs> well you know i just that's really another story for another time but right. i'm gonna put a pin in that and so we're here <laughs> speaking of therapy <laughs> garden <laughs> therapy um, I know that for me, also having children, also having small children, sometimes it's like y'all be in the house doing whatever y'all are doing. Um, and I'm outside in the garden because this is my escape and this is therapy. Mm-hmm. L- let me rewind. I'm sorry. Cause I sounded so negligent. They're not in the house doing whatever <laughs> they're doing. They are supervised. <laughs> I mean, I already know but, what you meant. Yes. I'm just putting that disclaimer out there for anybody who might feel like they need to get the folks involved don't do that um they're good I'm just outside mama gotta have her escape mama gotta have some fun okay mama gotta have a life too we're get we'll get there we we are on our very way um so thank you so much for incorporating that quote that was a good quote who did you just quote that from, Nora? Let's get into it. <laughs> well, anytime somebody makes reference to the kids and the mama doing what she need to do, that is my go-to. Mama got to have a life, too. That is baby boy. <laughs> baby boy's mama. First, I can't think of her name right now, but... Miss Juanita. Miss Juanita. And she was right. Yes. Mama do got to have a life, too, while, while the kids are in the house. My kids are in the house when I garden. And they're, I'm not being negligent. Their daddy's there, but he may or may not be paying attention. But, uh, they know how to act. I don't have those. Hashtag black daddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, but they know they're usually doing what they're, you know, somewhat what they're supposed to be doing. But what I like to do, though, is invite them to come out. I always invite them to, like, hey, you want to watch mommy pot the plant? Hey, you want to come see me? Um, Make sure these slugs aren't eating X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So they usually decline on the slug part, but um, sometimes I can get them out there when it's time to pot some plants and I make it fun and I let them, you know, participate a little bit because it's important. I want them to learn too. So, you know, as much as, as much as it's my getaway, a lot of times um, I do here and there be like, oh, okay, you can help me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i get mine the uh kid gloves the kid gardening gloves. yeah they go up for some accessories so that's that works mm-hmm. to get them out there they they're over it kind of by now but you know i can get them out there they do like to plant seeds so yeah. i appreciate that and we have a good time when we do but we are here today on this very special episode, um, not to talk about our churn, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. We are here to talk about Miss Juanita from the critically acclaimed um, visual film. <laughs> Who was directing it? Was that John Singleton? That was John Singleton. May he rest in power. Yes, R.I.P. Yeah. R to the I to the P. John Singleton, director of Baby Boy. And... Um, Nora, you want to just go ahead and kind of redo the plot for us right quick? Summarize. Okay, I'll summarize it. Okay. Um, Baby Boy is a 
I guess you can call it a drama. In my opinion, it's more of a comedy drama because I really thought it was funny. I didn't really take it seriously. But I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, this is my life. And I understand Yvette and Jody's crazy relationship. But to me, it was more funny. On the cellular level. Right, right. But to me, it was really damn funny. And uh, Miss Juanita. Tragedy. <laughs> well, she was uh she was Jody's mom. Jody was played by Tyrese. I wish I could remember Miss Juanita's real name because I like her as an actress. Uh, but yeah, so Tyrese was the mm-hmm. boy who didn't want to leave the nest. Okay, so John Singleton, you know, he gives us a good kind of matrixy vibe in the beginning when it's kind of, he's explaining the whole baby boy theory of black boy, black men who don't want to leave the nest, but they don't really want to grow up and they get these women pregnant and it's drama and then mm. they, they are just a headache to their moms because they won't go away and grow up. And it's just that kind of cycle of drama and, you know, so it's a pretty good movie. Um, Snoop is in it. Um, oh, yes. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother, what's his name? Omar Gooding Jr. was in it. And he was his like, he was you Tyrese's it, like yes. hood friend. And uh, Snoop was his No. Hmm? No, he was, it was deeper than that. Hood friend, I feel like there was, that relationship was deep. Okay, he wrote for him. Well, he yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his. Well, that's what I mean. That was his hood friend. Like your hood friend that y'all really close with is that's what y'all do for each other. Y'all ride for each other. That's at least I mean. Gotcha. You know, you know what I'm saying? And so yes, he did ride for him. But Tyrese really struggled with growing up. You know, he didn't have his own car. He would take um, Yvette's car. And he'd drop her off at work and then, like, go do hood rat things with his friend and try to, you know, make money in these uh, quick, these get quick rich schemes of some sort, uh, hustles. And it just was never really enough. And Yvette was a whole adult out here. She had her own apartment. She had her own car. She had a nice little job. And she was putting up with his, his stupid stuff. He had a other baby mama he was still having sex with. Um, and she lived at home mm-hmm. with her mom, and her mama didn't like him. And he would come over and have sex with her and leave. Like that's what he did. And he was peanut, he was, yeah, a peanut girl, yes, peanut. And you know, it was just ratchet. Like y'all and y'all, you and your mama house, the mama there watching the baby, and y'all in the room getting it on. Like this is this. It was too much. That I mean that out that took me out a little bit because I'm like this is different. But, you know, I'm not judging. That's people's lives. And, <laughs> um, yeah, so Jody. Entertainment. Yes, yes, it's entertainment. I, that's what I looked at it as, is entertainment. It was nowhere near uh, boyfriend, girlfriend goals, mama goals, none of that. It no, was man. more so like, okay, this is how some shit goes down sometimes for people and, you know, whatever. But furthermore, I think just for women and, and, and black women and black men, like, okay, like Jody, you are a grown ass man. And I don't, this, let me, let me say this as a disclaimer there. I don't see anything wrong with sharing a house with your el your parents, your grandma, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Having your own property owning, you know, ownership, things like that, but you need to be a contributing factor, you know, uh, to the jo- village to the village you know what i mean jody would come up in there like 
he wasn't bringing no groceries in. I didn't see that happening. He didn't have no cars. So, you know, whatever errands his mama needed him to run, he would have to borrow somebody's car. You know what I mean? Like, he just wasn't... He oh, didn't she have... got in his face about that in, in the scene that we're about to unpack. Yeah, and it just was like, you know, boy, you so all good. You want to do all these things. You want to have sex with these broads. You want to do hood rat shit with your friends. But you don't really <laughs> want to be a whole adult. Like, what is it? What is it? Why do you got all the women... You know, you got you got Yvette, you know what I'm saying? Then you driving her car and then you having sex with another girl. She find the commas in the back seat. Like, what are you doing out here? You are a whole hot Disrespect. Disrespectful. He so, was a habitual line stepper. Habitual. And that is, that's from Chappelle's show. <laughs> I, um, my favorite. I love that part. <laughs> we, we have gotten all the way into it. I feel like we're approaching peak blackness. So just stay with us. Um, so, okay, let's get back on track. <laughs> okay. <laughs> specifically honoring Miss Juanita today. We will say her name. I believe her last name is Summers only because when I looked on the IMDb, that is Jody's last name. Her last name was not listed as far as her character's last name, but with Miss Juanita, we do honor you today, especially as a black woman in the garden. She did have a garden. That is why that is all of this is relevant to the whole conversation that we are having today. And it was clearly her therapy. But what was so mm -hmm. dope about it was that she was out there being her true black self. She had her Newports. She had her wine. Nails mm -hmm. did. Hair did. It wasn't really there for the drama. But they kept on coming up to her while she was sitting in her cute little chair. Mm -hmm. Trying to live her best life out there. You know, waiting for her, her dude to get home. Mm -hmm. And they always come into problems. And ultimately, she found a marijuana plant in her garden. And that turned into quite a scene. It was actually a scene that um, that turned the whole movie, right? What is that called when it does that? Uh, that is called the... Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about music and I'm like, that's the bridge, but it's not. Girl. <laughs> it's the, uh, <laughs> it's the climax. It's the breaks. Is it the climax? Something like that. You know, Something like um, that. It's like we are not movie critics. Yeah. We I are just black girls who like to garden. Okay. And also enjoying our culture by, you know, exploring one of these intersections that we have found ourselves at as we like to, Electric slide at the corner of black culture and horticulture where uh, we find ourselves as we're unpacking the scene. And let's see. So she thought that Jody put the weed in the garden. Did she not? She did. And what happens next? Well, they had it out. Her and Jody had it out. She put them out. And that's when he goes to stay at Yvette's. And ma'am, okay, I'm sorry, I'm skipping it. I'm skipping it. So then you skip the best I'm sorry. parts. I'm what? Sorry. So, so, so mama and Jody get into it, and then the boyfriend of uh, being Rains comes home after they get into it, and he puts Jody in that headlock. And that was pretty, that was priceless. But come to find out, 
um, after all this occurs, him and Jody have it out, you know, and he, Jody feels like he's being replaced. Jody's like, well, you know, you just doing this, um, what did he say? You bringing this nigga in here basically like you did the other one. Like trying to put her back to where she had a low point in her life. And he trying to he he keeps associating this new boyfriend with the boyfriend she had in the past. And like she chose her boyfriend over her kids. And so the son that he had apparently he had a brother and the brother got killed in some gang violence or some hood stuff. Right. You know. And he keeps He's trauma. He's still trauma, holding trauma from that, and he's blaming his mother and her relationships. And so, be it as it may, yes, maybe you know they didn't show that in the movie. Maybe her relationship did cloud her vision. Maybe she wasn't giving enough love and energy to her son. Who knows? I don't know. We don't know about that. But but see, Jane, that but, is the liberty. She's a black woman, okay, or just a woman. Period. Who is able to be at a point in their life where they made bad decisions where that could be intentional bad decision making, or it could be one of those situations that many of us have found ourselves in where we trusted somebody who later proved to be untrustworthy. Yes. Yes. That happens too. And that doesn't make you the bad person. So I just like to put that in there. Like, don't be feeling bad just because you got with somebody who did you wrong. Change the narrative for yourself. That don't mean it was you. Exactly, you know, and Jody was trying to put that on her, and you know she ends up crying. And he gets in the head, <laughs> Bing Rains, Big Self put Tyrese in the whole headlock. <laughs> and, I feel like that was another scene, though. Was that the same scene? You know, I don't know why I feel like it was because yeah, I think it was because they had it. They start having it out, and then he comes home. He comes in in the middle of it, and then. That's when Tyrese, well, maybe that was a different scene because maybe that was when he was sitting in the living room waiting on him. But I feel yeah. like, but I feel like it was kind of close to each other. Anyway, regardless. We Tyrese- are both trash for not being, having a fresh memory of this movie well, as we have this conversation. It 2001, okay. <laughs> but it but, comes on BET every weekend. It does, but BET's version is trash. But let me say this. There's that. I think those scenes were close because they got into it, but I feel like Tyrese hadn't just left yet. You know, maybe he sat there for a minute because he wanted to beef with him too. So he beefed with him, and then that's when he got put out because he got into it. Bing Rames put put him in a whole headlock and everything, but then come to find out, you know, Bing Rames was the one who put the weed in the yard. Thank you. Yes. Can we go back to that? Because we are, what I want to do is focus on Miss Juanita's perspective. Exactly. Okay. She's just trying to enjoy her garden. She finds weed in her garden. Weed was not legal at that time because this movie came out in 2001. Exactly. Okay. According to IMDb at the very least. And how else do we know anything about movies without that website? Exactly. Weed was not legalized until January of 2018. Shout out to Auntie Google. Hey. Mm, hey. So that's how I got that tidbit um because we know that it is legal currently but for show um so here go miss juanita making the accusation towards jody jody's like he he you know that kind of righteous indignation where you like i know i didn't do this so he got to feel that up in his chest Mm -hmm. and so then here come melvin 
And you remember this. I know you remember because I remember. Melvin comes in and she's like, um, did you put this in my garden? And he was like, yeah, my bad. Yeah, Smack yeah. dab on the lips. Yeah. That's when they was arguing. With the yeah. kiss and looks at Jody, mad smug. Yeah. Yeah. And he like, mama. That was where what... the beef really. Yeah. yeah. And then he like, mama, see, you just got this, this hood nigga, you know, da 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 da, gonna put we, you blame it on me, mama. You know, he going hard, bouncing around and stuff, right. getting it all in his feelings. You just, you cool. It's cool. You, you think that's just cool. You gonna just let it be like that. You know, he was really in his feelings about that. But that's his mama and her boyfriend. Like, you, you the child at the end of the day. So, yeah. Yeah, it's not fair. And she that, let him know this, this my set. Yeah, this is my house, Jody. And then he tried to be like, yeah. well, no, this was your mama's house. You never let the nest. So, why I gotta leave the nest? And it's like, dude, that's, that's petty. Point. It's petty. And it's she was point. paying the bills in the nest. She plays bills in the nest, boy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have somewhat entitlement to it because you are family and we, you know, we should be able to be as family and live in the house, but we should also be able to be able to help pay the bills in the house or whatever needs to be done. Okay. And I don't think Joe, he was, was too busy. He wasn't on it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so awesome. Yeah. That thank you so much. That that is exactly what I needed. That is really what I wanted to unpack. And as a bonus, <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> how it was related but not. What was Melvin's <laughs> occupation? Oh, uh, was he some kind of contractor or something? He did something. He was a landscaper. Oh, he was a land. That's what it was. Cause you know, he was coming. I remember one of the scenes he was helping her, he was carrying stuff out there, helping her get it together. Yeah. Yeah, which was cool. Which was, I love I, how John Singleton incorporated that into. Mm-hmm. I feel like he he did that because he knew this podcast was going to happen in 2019. Yeah, for <laughs> like, sure. What, because 18 years later, guess and what? What a treat! Amazing treat because I live in San Diego, and let me tell you, my my landscaper gardener is the whole Mexican out here. You don't see too mm. many black owned landscapers at all seriously like ever and and the ones that you do they don't live in this i live in carlsbad so it's really just mexicans out here doing it like i had to go down south san diego to maybe see some landscapers like that this is why i don't understand why trump is talking about getting rid of mexicans because i'm like who's gonna be the landscaper who's gonna be the gardeners i mean you know <laughs> not these, all of them girl no he's still gonna make sure they get their their work permits to do all the work I would that hope so. they want them to do. I would hope so. Cause I don't much, know if white Lord. people could survive being landscapers. I mean, I see them. I see some, but you know, they can't be in the sun like that. That ain't good for them. There definitely are plenty of white landscaping businesses. It just depends on like what region you're in. I do notice, well, when I was in Atlanta, I was that I was gonna say my my neighbors like two doors down. They have some um, it's some white ladies that's their landscapers. See, and really, we just need to have more diversity in that particular um, area because one part of landscaping is definitely like the hard and you know strenuous work, but another mm-hmm. part of landscaping is design, and there's art that is involved mm-hmm. when we're talking about design. We're talking about transforming people's outdoor space 
into something very beautiful and something very functional for them. So that should be a field where there is diversity in the representation there. So I salute that. Uh, when I was in Atlanta, I was, mm-hmm. listen, I was over the moon when I was coming out of the hardware store one day and I ran into a black woman landscaper. Oh. Blew my mind. I was like the the emoji with the hands where it's like <laughs> praising. Yes. That was me. Yes. That's you. I was losing it. Um, that was that was quite a treat for me because I really needed to see that at that particular moment because that was when I was still trying to figure out if entrepreneurship was the path for me. And to see a black woman clearly situated on that path, that was very special. I'm trying to think of the name of the company. Why did how do I not have that right on the tip of my tongue? It was her company. It was her company. She had on a purple t-shirt. She was oh. so cute. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, I will I will figure that out and I will put that in the show notes. Well, can we give a shout out to my homegirl, Tony, with Wonderlust? Because she's a landscaper. Please do, because Tony will be on the show in a future episode. Shout her out. Shout her out, Tony. Miss Reagan, my longtime, one of my best friends. She's a She's a whole landscaper out in Phoenix. And she loves her job. She created her own business. And she's doing really well. She's doing really Tony, well. Tony. <laughs> Tony the Plantrepreneur. Yes. I did speak with Tony. Um, you connected me with Tony uh, earlier this year. And like I said, I was still trying to figure out how I was going to make this entrepreneur thing happen. And uh, just got some wisdom from her. Get, got some insight. And so... I definitely have been thinking about her a lot more since I've started on this whole podcast endeavor because we do need to have conversations with people who are figuring it out. Like, hey, this is something that I want to do. I love the plants. Also love the money. Also Mm -hmm. capitalism. So how can we make a business out of this? Mm -hmm. That's right. So that's what it is. Um, So yes, definitely we'll get our girl Tony on a future episode. I don't see why not. I know she be busy. But busy girl, busy, busy girl. Busy. Speaking of busy, Nora, I know that you also have your churn that you probably want to go check in on. I appreciate you so much for being the black spurt on Baby Boy and unpacking <laughs> this theme with us on this very special episode of Black in the Garden. You want to let us know how we can find you, what what we need to do to stay connected with you. I would love to. Okay, you can find me on Instagram. My name is Nora's Green Aura. And um, let's see, let me tell you how that's. That's at Nora, N-O-R-A-S, Green, G-R-E-E-N, Aura, A-U-R-A. And on there, you can see me planting my different, plants that I like to grow you can see pineapple all that good stuff my family friends you know life stuff um and I'm on Facebook here and there but most of my plant garden life is definitely on uh Nora's Green Aura so check me out there and um hey maybe we can interact and talk and for sure definitely ask me questions or whatnot I love to engage with my audience and whoever's following me don't you know don't be shy Nora is a sweet darling homegirl of mine and um, 
yes, I appreciate you so much for joining us. And uh, we done. Well, can I say thank you for having me? Why would you not? Girl, say thanks for okay, having well, me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And you're awesome. The conversation. Thank you. Good. I listened to the first and a little bit of the second one. I got to finish that one. It was a little longer, but I got to tune in because I like what, what you were talking about. Yes. And I'm just overall proud and happy because we need to have these conversations and you know, it's, it's much needed. And, you know, I want to encourage all the, the black women, indigenous women out here gardening and making their homes beautiful, plant life. Like, let's do it. Let's see it. You know, show us your greens. What you growing? Yes. Let's, let's put it all out there. I appreciate you so much. You didn't even mention that you was dabbling in the, the nurturing of the cannabis, but you know, we can get oh, into yeah. that another time. Well, listen, if you go to my Instagram, you can actually see, um, as of today, I just uh, got tap roots out of two of the seeds. I'm growing some uh, King Louis, <laughs> Louis the eighth uh, OG. So I'm actually putting them in dirt tomorrow. So, I mean, if you tune in, check me out on Instagram and you'll see just what I'm doing and what I'm growing. I am looking forward to keeping up with that. That is fascinating to me. Loving that. I appreciate you so much for all the warm wishes and, you know, just supporting your girl in general. Yeah, I can't wait to come back world. and talk some more. You will be back like the Terminator who legalized <laughs> marijuana in your state. <laughs> you silly. <laughs> Thank you, Nora. <laughs> You're welcome, girl. Listen, I hope that y'all had just as much fun listening to that as we had just unpacking that whole situation because that was a, that was a moment in uh, fiction, but still absolutely relevant as it it's, it's just sitting right there. It is literally right there in the middle of that intersection that we always talking about between black culture and horticulture. And trust and believe, I mean, I understand, I do understand that perhaps this may have been a bit light for some, but you know, we're getting into black excellence. We're getting into black history. We're getting into the facts and the fiction of it all. There is just a whole landscape for us to explore here as we are just, we haven't even put the rims on this thing yet. We are just getting the, the factory tires on this car that is black in the garden and we just about to start rolling. So I appreciate you for getting in with us, riding with us, put your seatbelt on. Okay. We're about to cut the radio up. Tell me what y'all are listening to. Make sure you're using that hashtag black in the garden. I know y'all be jamming when y'all are gardening. You probably not outside cause it's December. Um, if you're in Florida, just be quiet. We're not talking about y'all. Um, we know that you're listening to whatever it is that you're jamming to. And I want to know about it. So use the hashtag Black in the Garden. Use the hashtag Monstera Boo. Botanical Brothers. And the hashtag Soil Sisters. We want to see y'all out there. We want to get y'all on. Talk back. Speak back to us. And, you know, we just want you to... 
I just want you to take care of your plants, take care of yourselves, and until the next time, love, light, and soil.